1: Snoozecast, the podcast designed to help you fall asleep. Find us on snoozecast.com and follow us on social media and wherever you listen to podcasts. Our current goal is to get to 100 reviews on the podcast app to help as many new listeners find us as possible. If you haven't subscribed and written a review yet, please do. Thank you. To everyone who's taken the time to do so already, please know that we read every single review, often out loud to each other, and we can't tell you how happy it makes us to know we're helping you get to sleep. This episode is brought to you by Cat Naps, with a cat for company. Tonight, we'll read the opening two chapters Of 1859's A Tale of Two Cities, written by Charles Dickens. It's a historical novel set in London and Paris before and during the French Revolution. The novel tells the story of the French doctor Manette, his 18-year-long imprisonment in Paris, and his release to live in London with his daughter Lucy whom he had never met. The story is set against the conditions that led up to the French Revolution and the Reign of Terror. It has become Dickens' best-known work of historical fiction. The first recalled to life one the period it was the best of times it was the worst of times it was the age of wisdom it was the age of foolishness it was the epoch of belief it was the epoch of incredulity it was the season of light it was the season of darkness it was the spring of hope it was the winter of despair we had everything before us we had nothing before us we were all going direct to heaven. We were all going direct the other way. In short, the period was so far like the present period that some of its noisiest authorities insisted on its being received for good or for evil in the superlative degree of comparison only. They were a king with a large jaw and a queen with a plain face on the throne of England. There were a king with a large jaw and a queen with a fair face on the throne of France. In both countries, it was clearer than crystal to the lords of the state preserves of loaves and fishes that things in general were settled forever. It was the year of our Lord, 1,775. Spiritual revelations were conceded to England at that favored period, as at this. Mrs. Southcott had recently attained her five and 20th blessed birthday of whom a prophetic private in the lifeguards had heralded the sublime appearance by announcing that arrangements were made for the swallowing up of London and Westminster. Even the Cocklane ghost had been laid only a round dozen of years after wrapping out its messages as the spirits of this very year last passed supernaturally deficient in originality, wrapped out theirs. Mere messages in the earthly order of events had lately come to the English crown and people from a congress of British subjects in America, which, strange to relate, have proved more important to the human race than any communications yet received through any of the chickens of the Cockling brood. France, less favored on the whole as to matters spiritual than her sister of the shield and trident, rolled with exceeding smoothness downhill, making paper money.